Hey folks, uh, it's a special edition of Five Hole Fantasy Hockey today. I thought we'd uh, take some time and answer a few extra questions from the mailbag. There's been lots coming in in the Discord. I mean, we got a few thousand people in there now, so there's a, a lot of questions getting asked, a lot of information getting exchanged. So yeah, check out our Discord. You can find us on Twitter at FHF Hockey. So, we're going to answer some questions. All the questions from today came in through Discord. Like I was saying, there's there's a lot of a lot of people talking on our Discord and if you have any questions or or, or if you want to hear anything talked about on the show, that's really the place to to let us know. So the first question, let's just get right into it. Subtext of this episode, I'm going to see if I can finish six beers while uh while we talk for the next half hour or so here. Let's see how that goes. So you're going to hope I get to your questions early. First question up, Drewski on Discord asks a question a lot of people are asking. Do we think the Blues will turn it around? I am patiently waiting for Buchnevich to get dropped. Um, yeah, I'd be waiting for Buchnevich to get dropped, hopefully. There's been some crazy drops happening. Do I think the blues are going to turn it around dude they are they are not scoring i mean that's that's the issue the, the issue is you need to score uh if you want to win and they are not scoring eight and eight essentially so they're not terrible in terms of get pulling out some wins their gold differential is only minus 12 which I mean, it's not good, but it's not the worst in the league or anything like that. But uh, yeah, they're 28th in the league in goals for, and that's just not good enough, particularly when it comes to fantasy. So, I mean, if you look at the lineup in St. Louis, I mean, things get shuffled around a little bit when you're struggling, but generally speaking, it's been uh, Buchnevich, uh, Rob Thomas, and Tarasenko. And, you know, that's a good line. It's a line that has been good. It has worked. We know it does work. But it's just not really working like a top line should. I mean, right now, Tarasenko and Rob Tom both have 11 points in the first 15 games here. That's not uh, top line output. And then, of course, Buchnevich, um, who we all love so much, he's got six points in 10 games, so he missed a few, but... Uh, he's he's on a rough pace as well, you know, playing a bunch. He's got six points. Four of them are on the power play. So he is, yeah, he he's not doing good. He's not doing good. But Buchnevich is a legitimate player. His trajectory over the last few years had just been upwards and upwards and upwards. So, you know, a little regression isn't too surprising. Hopefully it's just him getting resettled after some changes on the team and him missing a few games and whatnot. 
He's a good player. I fully expect Buchnevich to come back to a good pace. You know, 65, 70-point pace from here on out I think is fair. I just I just can't see it, uh, him just completely being garbage all year. And I think that so goes the team. I mean, if you look at it, Justin Falk on D, 11 points in 15 games. That's great. That's great for a D. Braden Shen, one of their sort of, you know, upper end players. He's 12 points in 15 games. That's sort of his pace, doing his hits, things like that. Uh, Tarasenko, 11 points in in 15 games. That's got to come up. So, I mean, the problem right here is Tarasenko, Thomas, and Buchnevich. The top line needs to be a top line. So maybe there'll be a little bit of shuffling. O'Reilly's been finding his stride a wee bit lately. But all in all, I do think that they are, I mean, they are the same team they've always been. Cairo and Rob Thomas, you know, have been taking steps forward the last few years. Buchnevich, same thing. So I fully think they'll be they'll be back on track. Buchnevich will get back to being a good, solid player. So yeah, if, I mean, if he gets dropped in your league, I would snatch him up. No hesitation whatsoever. Don't wait for him to turn it around. I think he, he will. So yeah, I mean that's what uh, that's my take on on St. Louis. I mean we've heard Zach talk at nauseum for the last several years about St. Louis's top nine, and I mean it's they kind of got about a top seven and a half right now. I mean they're still trying to run three lines, and that I think is actually hurting them. I'd I'd like to see them stack two lines heavily. You know, move Shen back to the wing, maybe move Shen back up to the top line center and move Rob Tom on the wing with O'Reilly and Saad, but we'll see what happens. I mean, sometimes that's that's the death of a team, right, is when they try to spread things out. I'm an absolute opposer to evening out scoring and spreading it out over lines. I, I, I fully believe in the overpower people. Just make a line or two that are just unstoppable and uh, and go with that, uh, which is why I'm a successful coach in the National Hockey League. But at any rate, I do expect the Blues to turn it around. Maybe not like they did you know, the year they won the, won the Cup, but uh, yeah, they'll turn it around. Buchnevich will, will come back. I don't think Rob, Tom, and Cairo will be will be on the pace as they were last year or anything. But Tarasenko, Buchnevich, uh, those guys will be um, sort of back to their usual. They, there's enough data on those guys that, that we know what they do. So I'm cool with that. Next question. What is the expectation for Ryan Hartman? Yeah, he's been out for a bit. The expectation for Ryan Hartman. I mean, he came out of the gates pretty pretty okay. You know, five points in his limited limited games. You know, Minnesota has been a bit of a I guess surprising disappointment. I guess it's I mean, it is a disappointment. I guess it's surprising is what I mean to say here. But another example of you just got to score. Um, they're down in the same range as St. Louis uh, in sort of the bottom third of the league. They're about 20, 24th overall in goals for. Yeah, they're just they're just not scoring as a team. And that's going to make it tough. So hopefully, you know, hopefully part of the reason for that is he's not there. 
Um, but the team has definitely suffered without him, whether he's the reason or not. They've been putting up the L's big time. It is what it is. They're just not um, cutting it right now. So when Hartman comes back, what the actual question was, I see Minnesota improving with that, obviously. Hopefully he can find some chemistry in there somewhere uh, inside the top six. I mean, it, it's a pretty weird-looking lineup right now. I mean, they got Kaprasov, Zuccarello, who have just kind of, you know, they're stapled together at this point. Uh, and right now they got Freddie Goudreau playing center. And then the second line is Boldy, who is, is fantastic, but he's playing with Connor Dewar and Mason Shaw. Like, what? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the team is a bit, is not deep it's it's just not deep they got marco rossi sam Steele, and tyson yost down on the on the fourth line erickson eck felino so they got a lot of like really solid fourth liners and then kaprasov yeah we'll see what hartman can do what the coach does i don't know i i was not a believer in him last year i was one of the people who just kept saying he was going to fall off and fall off and fall off and he just didn't. Um, I mean, he eventually slowed down, but he, yeah, he just, he, he was very good. And um, I did not expect that. Uh, I mean, 34 goals, 65 points, you know, that was a, a great season for him. I was skeptical, so I'm not surprised if he comes back and, and is disappointing. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a really tough one. I know I will not be the one who ends up getting him in, in my leagues because I know someone's going to believe in him more than me. If he does get dropped right now, you can always stash him on your IR and hope and see what happens. But um, I think he's probably owned. And uh, it's it's very hard to say. Minnesota is just such a surprising team this year. I don't know. That's Zach. But yeah, I think Hartman will will be, he's a fine player. I don't know. I think he's kind of in that sort of like Brock Besser category where now all of a sudden we're going to think he's, you know, he got 34 goals. Great. Next up is 40. But I just think that's just not really going to be the case. My take overall is I don't fucking know. And I'd err on the side of caution. I would definitely not invest too much in getting him because I just, there's a lot of weird goal scoring last year. Uh, next question, Flashback Foley on Discord. Flashback Foley. Is Huberto doomed playing under Sutter? I do not believe that would be my short answer. Huberto is not doomed playing under Sutter. That whole doomed playing under Sutter, you don't score playing under Sutter, is complete nonsense. Sutter was the coach last year when everybody got 100 points. So no, you can score under Sutter. You can score with Lindholm as your center. It's just taken them a while to get acclimated to each other right now. Uh, Huberto is a kick-ass player. He is a point-per-game-on-a-bad-year kind of guy. He is more so a 90-point kind of guy. Um, and I think we're going to see him breaking point-per-game by the time the season's done. If people have lost faith in him in your league, get him. He's too good. He's just too good. <sighs> Lucky logger. It's really good. Yeah, so no, I'm, I don't buy into Sutter being a 
a guy that holds you back offensively, I mean, it's just, that's silly. Look, like I said, just look at the team last year. He coaches with what he's got. Uh, it's just a matter of the team getting getting their chemistry. I mean, the major changes, uh, major changes to the, the absolute core of that team. So it is very understandable. I mean, you're going to end up seeing Lindholm, Huberto, and probably Toffoli being their top line and being a fire line. Slight chance it could end up being Manjupani that gels with them, but Kadri's having no troubles. Kadri is 14 points in 15 games with Calgary. So, you know, Lindholm's 13 points in 15 games. Rasmus Anderson's um, scoring the most, at the highest rate he's ever scored in his career. Toffoli's almost point per game. So it is just a matter of Uyghur and Huberdeau finding their way you know, you got a team that's as good as Calgary was. Sometimes you can't just rip the rug out from under it and replace it um, with different pieces. They're very different players. They're equal maybe in talent and, and caliber, but, you know, the difference between Johnny Hockey and, and Kachuk and Uyghur, Huberdo and Calgary, that's a very different look. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking to buy low on Huberdo and anybody else on Calgary that is... Sort of getting getting sold off <laughs> here, maybe ahead of ahead of their time. It's a frustrating time. I mean, there, it's, there, there's some definite, definite frustrating cold streaks, lengthy cold streaks. I mean, we're looking at 15 games now, but you know, all it's going to take is is uh, a couple of games, and, and these things are turned back around, and and Huberto's back to point per game, and everybody's forgot about this first month. Flashback fully kind of threw a, a scatter shot of questions here, so we'll see here. Definitely gonna answer this one. Horvat is a top ten player in my league. We count faceoffs. Should I sell high or ride the wave? Well, you don't ask Raj about what to do with Bo Horvat. I'm gonna say keep him. Twenty points in seventeen games is a little above where he is. I would expect him to be point per game on a good season. What is kind of shocking is 14 goals in 17 games. But he's a great player. He is a fantastic two-way player, as we all know. But he, I mean, Team Canada, uh, you know, line mates with Connor McDavid back in the day. Um, he's a he's a top talent. I would hang on to him in a faceoffs league. Like he takes all the faceoffs. Uh, right now, you know, through the first seventeen games for Vancouver, Horvat has two hundred and forty-two faceoff wins. Second is Elias Patterson, who has seventy-seven. So not even close. And then JT Miller, 52. So they are leaning way more on Horvat. And then the second up has been Pedersen, which is a little crazy. They're starting to try to give him the reins a bit more. So we'll see. It's obviously working for Pedersen's offense. Uh, he's crushing it, but I don't know about leaning on him. I still, th- I still think Pedersen's a winger, personally. Uh, so yeah, uh, I would hang on to Horvat. His point pace won't drop that much, but it will shift a little bit to more towards um, him getting some assists and probably not, you know, challenging the the Rocket Richard. But no, I'm, I'm keeping him in any faceoffs league. He is so valuable. He's always, um, you know, top five, usually top one, two, three kind of thing. So 
I am hanging on to Horvat in a face-off league in a non-homer reason. Again from flashback, Foley. Jeez, bud. Will Latang ever stop shooting directly at players this season and maybe hit the net a little more? Is he going to hop on the injury train before he can finally get back to normal? Maybe he got something there. Maybe you are onto something. Maybe the reason Latang has been off to a slow start is because he hasn't gotten injured in the last couple of years. He needs a good, he needs a good back injury or something to get his game back together. I don't think that's it. It's just not happening uh, for him or for Petrie. Actually, I mean they're both seven points, eight points. You know, tied with Marcus Pedersen. So the D scoring for whatever reason is. Uh, it's just not going through the D. Uh, Crosby, of course, is over point per game. Malkin is over point per game. Zucker, who I was talking about in the last episode, is is 14 points in 14 games for a point per game. Gensel, of course. So, you know, all the big guns are getting theirs. It is just not running through the defense for some reason. So, uh, you know, Latang, uh, uh, man, he's one of the most reliable fantasy players uh, one of the best all-round fantasy d uh, absolutely he's going to come back to form and and put up his usual numbers he's another one of those guys i mean you've got enough data on him with literally the exact same core team for 17 years now you know what he's going to do it's not going to uh, magically change uh, at this point but expect him to come back to his usual categories league monster you know power play points you know tons of assists so yeah i think you gotta hang on to latang another guy you might want to target as a buy low um he's one of my favorites in fantasy anybody who's played with me knows he's probably on my team the league i'm referencing right now he is on my team so yeah i like him last thing here uh, from flashback foley before you take up the whole show, I'll have to do a flashback Foley episode next. Should I expect more from Batherson? What are you expecting from Drake Batherson? Uh, he has 14 points in 16 games. He's got 22 hits, three shots a game. I don't know, dude. I mean, getting pretty greedy. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, he's just under point per game. He's on like a 79-point pace. Expecting more than that is is getting greedy. I think he's doing just fine. Uh, more is better when it comes to stats, but I would expect him to do the same that he's doing right now. I would assume by looking at his numbers right now, if I went back to the Ottawa season preview, I bet I would have predicted his numbers to be where they are right now. So no, I think he's uh, right on track. Ottawa offensively is... He's got five guys just just doing great, right? Like the big five that we knew about, uh, other than, of course, Norris is out and Shabbat's out, but Kachuk, Stutzla, Giroux, Debrinket, and Batherson are all doing great. I don't know what you're expecting. Um, let me know. Hit us up on, on the Discord or on Twitter and, and let me know what uh, what you think you deserve from ba Batherson more than point per game and a crap load of hits. Ice fire, Todd. I know this is a troll, but you're going to get it. Is Bouchard sustainably low? Is Evan Bouchard sustainably low? He is saying that, asking that, 
because in our Discord, we've we had a little chirp session about Bouchard earlier today. TJ and Zach have been big fans of Bouchard for a couple of years. Most of the fantasy community has been uh, talking about how Bouchard is it. He's going to be the power play quarterback. As soon as he gets power play one, as soon as he... He hasn't done anything ever. Screw off with Bouchard. I mean, if his five points in 17 games while playing with Connor McDavid isn't enough to spell it out for you, I don't know what is. He's playing 20 minutes a night on average on the season. So he's playing more ice time than Tyson Berry, but has less than half the points. So I just ditch Bouchard, throw him in the garbage where he belongs. He's nothing um he's never been anything if you're in a dynasty league where you know when you get into a dynasty and you're keeping super deep rosters then fine maybe he'll turn into a serviceable defenseman in a few years but like right now he's below league average in every metric except you know i don't know he's he's got a reasonable amount of hits he's got on just under two a game so not even crazy i don't know ditch bouchard ice fire todd <laughs> he's sustainably low he is where you'd think he is okay let's see here boone jenner this one is from son of san ramon son of san ramon ramon boone jenner and nico heischer are we selling high or are we holding uh, I can tell you, I am deeply in love with Boone Jenner. Yeah, I really like him. Got 10 points in 15 games, which isn't mind-blowing, but he's getting most of them lately. He's really picked up his game in the last uh, seven or eight games. Basically, 90% of his points have come in, in, in those last eight games. So, um, yes, I'm hanging on to Boone Jenner. I'm not selling high. I'm picking him up because he's only 34% rostered. Again, if you're playing in a league with me, too late. If you're in a face-offs league, he's taking all the face-offs down there. In Columbus, he's hitting a couple of times, blocking a couple of times a game, um, scoring goals. With all their injuries, his his time on ice is is going up. It's twenty minutes in going up. So, yeah, I'm hanging on to Boone Jenner. I am not selling high. If you're in a league with somebody who's talking about him the way I am right now, maybe sell high to that guy. But uh, I've got him in any league that uh, that that he's available in. I I like Boone Jenner. He's always good and he's just such a good all-around asset in fantasy. I mean, obviously if somebody's wildly overvaluing them, sure, then then trade, but for the most part in most situations that are real, I am hanging on to him. He sure I'm hanging on to him. He's his number one draft pick. He's a good player. It's not shocking. Um he's just over point per game, 17 and 15. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on board for Heischer. I am same sort of situation. I mean, he's only 72% rostered, so there's a chance he's on the, he's on the wire in your league. But if that's the case, I don't know what kind of league it is, but get him. Uh, but Heischer is, he's a great player. You don't go number one overall by accident. Yeah, there's been a few bunk number ones, mostly in Edmonton. But uh, he sure is good. You know, a 95-point pace is a bit rich, but um, he, I'm expecting 
70 to 75 he's outperforming my expectations by a lot so i think he will slow down but even then he is going to slow down to still being a great player if you find again if you find somebody who's really really buying what he's doing 100 percent, then then pull the trigger if you're going to get a 90 point value like if you're going to get like a jake gensel or something back for him then yes but uh He's going to settle into a 70-point, 80-point pace, and he's he's just feeling hot. The team's young and, and offensively doing very well, so I think he's going he's gonna to have a fine season right to the end. Dogstronaut on Discord asks, This is my first time doing fantasy hockey. I've learned the hard way that top wingers are more limited than quality centers. I'm 4-0 to start the season, but I'm not confident in my wingers. Uh, the names of wingers that I keep seeing amongst waivers are Tarasenko, Duchesne, Batherson, Boldy, and Rust. So this sounds like a shallow league because those are some pretty killer forwards. I'm picking up all of those guys in most leagues. From that list, let's see here. I'm just trying to see what's scoring it doesn't really mention the scoring um and from that list i'm going with uh batherson or tarasenko personally yeah i just talked a bit about batherson tarasenko you know the blues are, are just on a downward spiral but i think they're going to come back like i was talking about so he should be better than he is Man, if you can pick up... It's it's tough to say without seeing the rest of your lineup. I mean, those are all fantastic players. Batherson, I would qualify as a for-sure thing. Tarasenko, I think you're going to get value. Boldy and Duchesne are, are risky to me. Rust is up and down as well. I'm going Batherson or Tarasenko. Um, but I'd, I'd like to see the scoring before I'd really commit to either of those things. Or let me have a couple more of these beers, and then I'll commit to most things. <laughs> Richie T. Why is the goaltending so bad this year? Is Richie T's question. Well, Richie T., uh, if you've listened to the show, you know you're talking to the biggest Canucks fan on the planet, and I'm knee-deep in that same question every day. Why is the goaltending so bad this year? I cannot answer that question but yeah we are seeing some very good goalies um some of the sure things as we would normally say just really struggle like people with legit track records struggle i you know we've talked ad nauseum about the zero g type of philosophy and and how you know goalies are volatile and blah 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 and i'm i've been a proponent of that there are some goalies who are legitimately predictable um and this year we are seeing some of them not to be good you know namely thatcher demko mark andre Fleury, jordan bennington um guys like that soros just struggling so why is that i don't know i don't know man yeah, I really, I honestly, I just don't know. Uh, the goal scoring's up. 
the save percentages seem pretty good uh, honestly so i'm not really sure why goalies seem to be doing so bad so we'll finish with that if you do ever want to get your questions answered you can hit us up at fhf hockey on twitter or you can join our discord uh links will be in the show notes there uh we love to hear from you we love to get input on what you want to hear us talk about who you want to hear us talk about what kind of episodes you'd like to hear strategies uh anything like that uh thanks for listening love you bye